Okay. The recording's going, so let's do this. All right, welcome back to the second episode of the Marvel Cast. We decided to keep doing it. So here we are. I'm here. I'm Jake Hassan. Sean's here. And Michael Dalder's here. So what is up, gentlemen? How are we? Oh, you know, just chilling, like you said earlier. Okay, first of all, how dare you take my line, <laughs> sir? I am, You've been really I, snappy at me. I know. It's because I hate you. I'm still, <laughs> I'm still salty from last week's comment. That's why. I am so ready to talk about this movie. Yes, I we am, are doing. I am Iron so Man. excited. Iron Man, the uh, film that kicked off the MCU, really, in 2008. Uh, we're doing that this week. Robert Downey Jr. started the rebirth of his career. I think is fair to say. Um, yeah, I mean, let's let's do it. Who wants to go first? I think Dalder probably wants to go first. But. I have I have two pages of notes. Um, Jesus Christ! Uh, it's like it's like one page double sided, um, and about half of it is just I love Pepper. So that's where I'm. At. <laughs> okay, well, that's one of my notes actually. Is that Pepper did not get paid enough? Like, no, but, like we don't know what she was being paid, but there was no way it wasn't. No, she's just Pepper is, is amazing in this movie. I just love her. I love her character. I love the way that she just like doesn't take shit from Tony in a way that everyone else does. And it's just so wonderful. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Pepper's character is sometimes like I think she was really good in Iron Man and the first Iron Man. Um, I think they tried to develop her character a little too much, especially in Iron Man 3. I think her kind of like complimentary role is probably what she's best suited for. But I mean, yeah, she's great in this movie. Gwyneth Paltrow is great uh, as Pepper Potts. And uh, just her best line of the movie is in the beginning when she goes, and occasionally my duties are taking out the trash in the morning. And it's great. <laughs> yeah, it's just a whole dynamic that I just I really love the dynamic yeah. between between Tony and Pepper. It's just really great and wonderful. And it's just it's nice to see. I have a. I have a. I have some issues with this movie that I'm sure we're going to get into. Um, it does not do great on on the gender and race front. Oh um, God, no. Uh, but <laughs> but Pepper is like is like the light where you're like, okay, cool. Maybe like do that instead of just having these one dimensional characters. But that's okay. Um, we'll, we'll get into that a bit. Uh, I have not much else to add. You guys kind of hit it all that I was going to talk about. So. Screw you guys. All right, cool. <laughs> you're really snappy today, Sean. Oh, yeah, you're one to talk. <laughs> uh, I mean, so let's just do it um, kind of a breakdown of the movie, like overall in general, what we liked, disliked, and then we can get into kind of some of the specific stuff. Um, I love Robert Downey Jr. Uh, as Tony Stark in general. I think he was really good in this movie. Uh, I think it's a great character development to start like i think it's a i think it's a really good introduction to the character and uh like how they introduce tony stark and kind of even they start to show his kind of emotional development even in this movie even as the first phase of the mcu which i think uh is really cool um i i just think start to finish it's a overall a good movie uh obviously there's some things that we can pick apart but and which we'll get into but <clears throat> I think it does really well. I think it moves the plot along uh, fairly quickly. I think it keeps things interesting mostly the entire time. I know one of our uh, 
kind of one of our faults that we found with Captain America was sometimes there were some unnecessary fluff we felt or things were moving a little too slow. I don't think that movie has this problem. I think they do really well with it. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's really an overview from my notes. Uh, general overview is very good. Yeah, I think um, I, I, your point about Tony Stark being this really interesting and compelling character is, I think, something that this movie does really well in that, like, he really gets this zero to hero transformation um, mm-hmm. in a way that I think Captain America, like, already starts out as this guy that you love. Um, right. And, like, for the first 30 minutes of the movie, Tony Stark is, like, a guy that you just don't like that much. Mm-hmm. And, like, yeah, he's doing all this cool shit and, like, blowing things up. But, like, until he actually makes the decision to, you know, have Stark Industries stop making these weapons, he's, like, kind of a dick. And it's it's really interesting to just I think see kind of is putting it generally. Well, yeah, generously. yeah. He's just, like, not a good person. And, like, and and it's really wonderful to see this transformation that he has. Um, and I don't know. There's something about that was just, like, very real to me that was nice. And kind of refreshing in, like, a non-superhero way, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, so, like, I know this gets talked about a lot, but it, it was kind of, like, ballsy on their part to start to start the MCU with Iron Man, who is, like, like, he's an Avenger, but he's not, like, you would have thought uh, they started with, like, Captain America. But, like, it's just, it was kind of weird to me that they started this way, but, like, Robert Downey Jr. is so good. And um, this quote, <laughs> this quote from John Favreau makes it, like just puts it perfectly. He says that uh, Downey makes Stark a likable asshole. Yeah, correct. I think one of the things they do with Tony Stark, and I mean, just in the whole scope of the MCU, is you know we see some of the characters change like over time, like, and we'll get into it. Obviously, Captain America becomes kind of like this guy who gets more integrated in society. He kind of gets this edge to him. Uh, at a certain point, I feel like <clears throat> now, like from watching this movie, looking forward now into what's to come next, like they don't really change Stark's character that much as far as personality. Like he is like, yeah, obviously we talked about it. Like, they change how like how he looks at other people and how he cares about other people. But overall, like in general, they keep his general like persona, like they keep his general attitude towards everything like the same, which I think is partially Robert Downey Jr. and how well he does that. But it's also really refreshing because the characters do change a lot. And like, like Thor, for example, like Thor, they like in Thor one, they made it a super like kind of serious guy. Like the guy who was like kind of the enforcer, I guess. And then by the time you get to Ragnarok, it's kind of like, all right, he's like more humorous now too. Like he's still like this all like powerful being, but he's kind of got like this humor to him. Like, I just don't see what they I just see that they don't do that as much with Stark over the course of the MCU. Right. Yeah, I think well, No, go ahead, Sean. Um well like to your point on Thor, that's just because they they like essentially fucked up on the first two Thor movies. Like Chris Hemsworth so good and he's so like charismatic that making him serious like that was just like kind of stupid and like the t- first two Thor movies are well, the Dark World's a terrible movie but i mean they're both pretty bad they're both yeah, they're but, both pretty bad but like he had that i can remember off the top of my head he, head he has like maybe one funny line in his first three movies and but that's a whole nother tangent but yeah robert downey jr is like the 
the movies are like like so well done and they're really serious but it's robert downey jr is just so like like how you're saying he's just he portrays uh tony stark so well that it makes it work even when he's being an asshole like he makes it funny which is part of what i love about this movie yeah yeah, I I mean, I think what this movie does really well is it sets, like, the Marvel framework and, like, the framework that we now look at Marvel movie, movies to be. Like, there's a mix. It's a mix of, like, humor and cool technology and action. And it's just all these, like, three, like, these wonderful things that just come together in a, in a way that, like, doesn't intuitively make a lot of sense. Um, and this movie, like, I think went out on a limb and just said, we're going to try this. And it worked. Um, and well, it's that, kind of the formula that's exactly that they what stuck they did. to. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly because when this movie, because remember, Iron Man was the first one they did to try and kick this off and, you know, see how it went. And I think that's why they started with Iron Man, I feel like, because, you know, they had Robert Downey Jr., this guy who was a compelling guy in real life, too, like, was a compelling character. And then obviously people love the MCU, love Marvel. So they they knew going in, like, all right, these are going to be some risks here that we're going to have to take. And so, you know, this could flop or it could go really well. But if it goes well, we have a framework for the next 10, 15 years, 20 years of movies. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I think that that is uh, I mean, you know, that's that's exactly that's exactly right. That this is the framework um, that they use and then they take it into Avengers and they take it into all of the other 15 movies that we've seen since then. And it's it's really interesting to go back and watch it. And like, see how Captain America was already starting to do this, and then Iron Man like really leaned into it, right? Yeah, and it's gonna keep going because Marvel movies are never going to end. <laughs> True, I mean, like, I mean, that's why I said like because we're in year eleven now, ten, eleven now. But I mean, they've set this up for like two or three more phases still. Like, this is gonna be ongoing, and it's all because of really this movie that started it in two thousand eight. Exactly. And like I said, it was ballsy on their part to start it with Iron Man, but it's obviously worked out okay. Yeah. Do you guys remember what the first time you saw this movie was? Because uh, I remember mm, mine. No, I mean, I was eight or yeah. no, I was seven. So, I mean, I remember see I remember seeing it in theater, but I remember a little about it. Yeah, I, I saw it in theaters. Um and I, this was like the time of my life where I was really big into ACDC. Um, <laughs> yeah. So so when Highway to Hell came on, I like started screaming. Um, and the intro is just wonderful. Um, it's just it's great. Um, and I don't know. It just had a really big impact on me. I really loved it um, from the start because like what eight year old doesn't love explosions and funny people and like sexual innuendos that definitely went over my head when I was eight. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm a couple years older than both of you. Uh, so I, I'm three years older than you, Michael. I'm four years older than Sean. Wait, so like, I remember you? I'm 21. Oh, I'm 20. Are you really? Oh. Yeah. So you would have been 10 when this movie came out. I don't remember. I don't know how ages work. All right. <laughs> I guess it was 10 years ago. Time, like, time <laughs> just does, goes right over Michael's head. Okay, it's that, that great Northwestern education, education right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's C minus in calculus. Yeah, that's, that's what that's why you do. Dominates the Big Ten. <laughs> just 
Northwestern tries to claim Illinois school. This is this is why, folks. This is why Northwestern will never be Illinois school. Because I don't uh, know how to subtract ten from twenty. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that makes more sense. Yeah, so I remember a lot. I was eleven, probably when I saw this movie, and I remember I was with my dad, and it was like what really started like me into Marvel. Cause like Michael said, like that's right around the age you're like getting into like old rock bands that like your dad or like cousin or whoever listens to. And you're just like really hyped for it. And uh, like right from when I was 11, when I saw this movie, I loved Robert Downey Jr. I've always thought he's great since then uh, in any of his roles. Uh, he's awesome. Yeah. And then like that first scene with the reporter, like, uh, it's like went right over my head. Like yeah. I did not get it at all at 11. I just knew it made me feel really weird. Uh, <laughs> I was obviously a weird preteen, but uh, yeah, like I just remember watching this movie and just like being like super into all the explosions. And I was like, yeah, like this is awesome. And I think that goes back to Marvel knowing that there were already like diehard Marvel nerds, but with this movie, they were probably forming like a new generation, like people like around our age, kids are, like kids who would like be super for the explosion stuff. And then they knew like two or three years later, they could really get into the storytelling because we'd be we'd that Iron Man would have had such an impact on us. Yeah. And the um, <laughs> the uh, explosion where he where he puts his arms up, that's just like peak. Oh, yeah. Uh, like like eight-year-old like really into destroying things stuff <laughs> super like just child anger just, sean was definitely a destructive child just, like, <laughs> built built like lego towers just smashed them down no uh, actually if if we're gonna be accurate i had um power ranger morphers and i would beat the hell out of my little brothers <laughs> Oh God! Okay, can we, um, can we talk about my favorite, maybe my favorite character in this movie? Yeah, so let's go more into like the likes, dislikes. So yeah, what? Go for it, Michael. Uh, my favorite character is Yinsen, the the doctor dude in the camp, and like he's awesome. He's just he has so many like great one liners. One of my favorites um, is when. Uh, when they're talking about their family and he's like, yeah, I have like, you know, like a wife and kids or whatever. And so he's like, no, I don't have anything. And he's like, uh, and what he says is, is, so you're a man who has everything. And then he pauses and he goes, and nothing. And I'm like, oh my God, dude. It's so just, cerebral. It's just like, and then like you find out that it's just so, I, I felt so bad when he died. And I'm just he, he, like, Tony goes up to him and you're like, you're, you know, you're never going to see your family. He's like, no, my family's already dead. I'm going to go see them now. He's just like a wonderful character. And I, I mean, he like he's the dude who who has this imp, who impacts Tony to change, and that's you know how we get Iron Man. That's actually one of the things. So that character is actually one thing that I wrote down because I like in hindsight I never really committed much thought to it. But you know later then we see Tony's watching the TV and they kind of talk about how like this woman is searching for her husband who like fits the description of the guy of Yinzen. So. My question is, like, why, in the event that that is his family and his family actually is a lie, why did he lie twice about it by saying, I have a family, and then saying, they're all dead? Like, why did he double-cross himself, really? Like, I was, I'm really curious, like, what was the motivation for that? Um, to be deep. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, part of it's that. Uh, part of it is, I mean, I also like I didn't I didn't notice that um, when I was watching. Uh, but I mean, it's just like you know, he's trying to. He knows that Tony is like this super influential guy, um, and if he can change Tony's mind about you know selling weapons and doing all this bad stuff, or things that he he thinks is bad. Um, like that's a, a really profound impact, and I guess it makes more sense to just lie about your family. I don't know. I guess. Uh, I mean, he's about to die. Right. He doesn't need to share that. You know. I don't know. <laughs> this is great content. <laughs> it is good. Content. Well, because because it is a question that like doesn't really have an answer. Like it is all speculation because we never really do get an answer to that. Um. I don't know. So I'm going to talk about my favorite character in this movie. Go for it. So, um, this is one of the, the, uh, most influential characters in the entire movie. And it is the fire extinguisher that Tony threatens to give to the community <laughs> college. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. That was, that, that's one of my favorite lines when he says, if you dose me again, I'm not, and I'm not on fire. I'm donating you to a city college. <laughs> Yeah, that was one of the like fifteen quotes that I wrote down as well. <laughs> it's uh, funny because oh. that shtick never really goes away. Like if you think about yeah. it, like in all of the movies, it has some kind of role. Um. So actually, what I was going to talk about was, um, do you guys like Don Cheadle's War Machine better, or like <clears throat> playing Rhodey better, or do you like um, this movies? So this was something I wrote down actually, um, because when Iron Man two came out and they replaced Terrence Howard with Don Cheadle, uh, I was kind of like, I don't really get it. But now that like having seen all the movies and stuff and seeing where they were taking the roadie character, I think it makes sense because Terrence Howard is like, I think he's more like of like a badass in a sense than Don Cheadle. But I think Don Cheadle has more like charisma and like more, I guess, I, I think he delivers like Rhodey's humor and like that kind of like charisma again, better than Terrence Howard does. Because I think Terrence Howard is for lack of better terms, like a more serious actor. Like he does more serious roles, like deep roles. And I think Don Cheadle has more versatility where he can like deliver that humor aspect a little better while also being the war machine. Yeah. Terrence Howard to me is like the military industrial complex in this movie. I mean, he's like, he's very much like the military man who like, is kind of Tony's friend, but he's really like the military man. Um, and, and I think that the, the, the change to Cheadle, um, is really beneficial in that he goes away from like this role of like, Oh, I'm just here to do the military's bidding and, and more into like, I'm going to help Iron Man cause it's the right thing to do. Like he's yeah, my friend. Like you, you get the friendship more. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. The relationship definitely changes with the actor. Like the I think way it was the right call. In hindsight, I think it's the it was the right move. Uh, yeah, I agree. Yeah, me too. Can we can we talk about how Rhodey has that one line that's like what he like he he takes a look at the at the Mark One suit and he's like ah next time I'm gonna use yeah, it. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> like, all right, just just okay. <laughs> Which, like, at the time when you're watching, like, the first time you watch it, or, I mean, even before, I guess, before Iron Man 2 comes out, you're like, you're like, oh, that would, that would be really cool, like, if they did that, <laughs> and then they end up doing it, and it's really awesome. 
Yeah. Um, War Machine suit's kind of boring, but yeah, in my opinion. Do you like um, Do you like the silver Iron Man suit better than the red one? Because no. I kind of do. Because no. I kind of do. It's sir, so sleek. Sir, it's sir. so sleek. <laughs> terrible, terrible. I think you're, <laughs> you're alone on this thing. one, Dalder. The no, dude. The Mark One suit is awesome. The silver is great. I don't know what you're talking about. It's there's Iron a, Man, not there's an all time not band. Hot Rod Red Man. But <laughs> come on, when he goes, throw a little Hot Rod Red in there. It's oh, awesome. That's great. That's great. But like, the silver is still really cool. Eh. I think Cold I take. think you're well, fighting yeah. this battle on your own. Yeah. All right, weird, all weird right. hill to die on. Well, this <laughs> is the hill I'm gonna die on. Okay. I do. I think in like up- every Marvel video game that I played, I made the suit silver, and I'm just not realizing that like the it just doesn't do it for me. Ugh. Anyway, I do want to bring up one point about the suit, and it's so weird watching this movie and seeing just like how clunky the suit is. And just like how I mean, I guess part of that is like because it's like the first movie in the like it's the first phase of Iron Man. So like obviously they update it later, but it's kind of awkward seeing just like how like it's just like clunky and like some of the like design is just like it it just is not as sleek. Yeah, I mean, well, we could have gotten the cave Iron Man. So (laughs) that's true. This is this is definitely an upgrade. One thing, one thing I noticed is um, right after he thinks that he beats um, Obadiah, he like takes off his arm and starts to, like undo his suit, um, and then he has that moment where he tries to fire his repulsor cannon or whatever, and you know he's missing his arm, and I'm wondering if that's inspiration for like the suit that attaches itself to him automatically. It's just it was like that one moment where he, where it's like oh if this was a different movie he would just like call his hand back onto his arm right, right. and then fire it. And I just thought that was interesting. I think that, it like, has to be see the development. Yeah, I think it has to be like I think that's like a little thing. I, I think they do that with like all the movies because I like I think you could say that about Cap too and like the Shield because is it Age of Ultron where he has like kind of like the magnets or whatever on his hand where like so the Shield just jumps back into his that's hand. A, no, that's Winter Soldier. Yeah, is it when he's when it's, he's in the elevator? He doesn't just after fighting. I'm pretty after sure fighting he, off the Hydra sleeper. The elevator, he just kicks it up. He like remember. steps on it and it pops up and goes right back in his arm. Unless he's just like got incredible uh, reflexes and maybe, okay, <laughs> and maybe yeah, I, yeah, I could be wrong, but yeah. So it's kind of like that. We're like, I, I think what we're gonna notice in all the movies is like there's little things that they take and you could see it like being like, oh, they like in this universe they like learn from things and like make note of things that are like, oh, I can improve this. Agreed. I was half paying attention, so I'm just going to go with that. I was wow, looking real, real good job co-hosting, Sean. Way to I'm, go. <laughs> I was looking something up. Sorry. Um, oh, he's I wanna, he's I, just trying to prove you wrong, Jake. He's trying to yeah. prove that it was this. No, I, <laughs> what actually, if you, no, actually, that's not what I was looking up. So nice All try. Right. Um, I want to talk about actually one thing, one thing that I do have with Tony Stark, one issue, I guess, or it's not really an issue. It's more of a gripe, but his look in this movie is so weird. Like, it's just like from the hair and like how he does it. And then just like, I don't know, like his look in this movie is just very weird. I don't know. Like, 
obviously like they they keep the facial hair like of essentially the same but it, it just looked like it looks weird like it looks looks like they try to do it too much and i don't know if maybe that's part of the plan to show like his transformation from like playboy millionaire to like an actual like more down to earth thing and that's why the look changes but i mean i'm i just found myself watching this movie and like just being like they could have done this better like it's just kind of awkward i don't know yeah it felt like they used like four or five different hairstyles for tony stark yeah i was just like i I, like i didn't mention it until now but i'm like yeah he looked weird in this movie and i think that's why I think they just kept changing it up and you were like, oh, I was just getting used to like the previous look. And now he's got like right. kind of like slick back hair. And now I'm confused. Um, it's something that like if I went to go watch this again, I would pay attention to because I think it, that it, it probably has to do with what you're talking about, this transformation. Um, but it's really interesting. I think I. I oh, oh, Sean's back. Oh, oh, he's, no, he's I, returned from the dead. Yeah, no. Um, well, I was going to say no comment just to mess with the guys, but I mean, I, it, it doesn't, I, it, you can definitely tell the difference, but I don't think it, it didn't bother me all that much. Yeah. I mean, it didn't bother me. It was just like something that I was just kind of like, uh, that's, it's just weird. Yeah. I wasn't like, I wasn't like, I hate it. I need to change. But like, I was just like, I don't know. It was just like Dollar said, like sometimes you're just like, ah, I was just getting used to that, and then you like made it weird again. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm. <laughs> when you guys were talking like his looks, I thought of something really funny that it's gonna have to wait till we get to the part, and Jake's gonna hate me again. But um, oh, good. So I have to say, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Um, do we want to do our favorite lines from the movie? Because I do have mine. Yes. Uh, yeah, I'm good. Okay, so my favorite line from this movie is, like, after they rescue him and they touch down back in America, he goes, I want two things, a cheeseburger and a press conference. He goes, but cheeseburger first. And then he just keeps, like, repeating, like, really hammering home that he wants a cheeseburger. <laughs> and it's just, like, it just makes me laugh every time because it's, like, that's the one thing he's been thinking about the entire time he's been stuck in the desert. Just like, damn, when I get back, like Burger King, that's the first place I'm going. Like of all places, like you pick that. Yeah, Burger King is trash. So, <laughs> I mean, I Tony Stark's got to reevaluate his food choices. Yeah, like this guy's a multi-billionaire. I'm sure he can afford something better than a ham- than a hamburger from Burger King. Um, but my favorite part about that line is when he's like, "I didn't want a burger," and and he like he leaves it open, and then Pepper's like, "Oh, you don't have to say it," as in like, "Oh yeah, I need like a someone who I'm gonna go fuck." Um, and and then he's like, "No, no, no, a press conference," and it's just like it's wonderful because Pepper's just great, and yeah. I also Which, okay, like, it's 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 not even like that he went for a cheeseburger over anything. Like I respect the decision to go for a burger. Like way to be a man of the people. I'm here for it. But it's just the fact that he went Burger King. Like not even like <laughs> McDonald's. Like even the, McDonald's is better. Like it. Like I'm not even saying you have to go to like Wendy's or something, man. But come on, do a little better. Wendy's don't besmirch Wendy's. Wendy's is fantastic. No, I'm not. That's what I'm saying. Wendy's is awesome. Like, but the, just the fact that he went with. Burger King and not even like even just McDonald's like he didn't even have to shoot for the stars with Wendy's I'm not saying that but come on man look you don't know what the drive is like from the airport to Stark Industries there could just be that it could just be a Burger King that's it he had a press conference to go give that was apparently yeah, his priority. 
You know, if I want a burger and Burger King's the only burger place on I'm my pass- way, like in between, yeah, I'm passing. The one good thing it, that Burger King had that was hot in the streets for a while were the chicken fries. I actually did like those. I had those once, and you know, they're all right. <laughs> what a mild okay, enough of this tangent. <laughs> enough of this tangent. Dalder, what, what was your favorite quote? My favorite quote is the very last line of the movie. Mm-hmm. The truth is, dot, 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 pause, look up for dramatic effect. I am Iron Man. And then it goes right into I am Iron Man. And it's just great. It's just like it's this is a movie that's like all flashy and glitzy. And like it just that's like the perfect ending in my view. It's a mic drop. Yeah, it's totally a mic drop. It's oh. it's and like the, the, the crowd like gets up and like are clamoring to ask him questions. And it's just it's like the it's in my opinion, like it fits in so well with the rest of the movie. Um, and it also sets up like. The fact that this is, like, one of the only superheroes who, like, everyone knows his identity. Yeah. I actually, from that scene, what I do love is that reporter from the beginning just sits in her chair, like, disgusted. It's hilarious. (laughs) It makes me laugh so goddamn hard. (laughs) Um, So my my favorite line is uh, from Tony, and he says, give me a scotch. I'm starving. Yep, I have that written down. <laughs> I was hoping one of you would come through with that. I n- knew it would be Sean too. I was, oh, I was I afraid someone was going to take it, but that just like encapsulates him so perfectly that I know I, so I had weird. I had to put it down. Yeah, I wrote that down, and I just wrote capital letters "me" next to it because <laughs> like I mean, it just fits so. It's amazing. I love it. <laughs> Um, can't say the same because I am not 21. Yeah, Jake. yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys, I, I have no comment on this. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Uh, do we want to talk about uh, what I probably is our best, our favorite action sequence from this movie? When yeah, he uh, yeah. just destroys stuff and it's awesome. And he just yes. goes, and so it's after he sees on the TV that uh, those uh, the that army, or I guess whatever you want to call them, is like raiding towns and just causing mass hysteria and havoc. And he flies over there real quick, like flies across the ocean real quick, and it just destroys everything. And the best part is when the tank shoots him down. He lands, he's like staring at the tank, shoots at him. He dodges it, takes one tiny little rocket, and just completely blows the thing to hell and he just walks away and it's the coolest sequence ever. Yeah. That, <laughs> um, yeah, that seems great. Um, I'm trying to, I didn't write it down what he says at the very end of it. Um, to that. like the group of people. Oh, he's, oh he, he goes your turn, right? No, he said he's all yours. Yeah, he's all yours. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what it was. Yeah, that that was another like that was another mic drop moment right there. And then he um, is like um, when the when the the military is chasing him in the planes, and he's like like hugging the bottom of the plane yeah. to stay on it. It's fantastic. Yeah, I I really like the little shoulder cannons that he has. Um, where like the civilian, like the, 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 the dudes are like keeping the civilians hostage and he like 
targets all of them, and then like these little shoulder cannons just like pop up and go, and it's just like okay, yeah, he's like that of everything. What do they go like? I mean, because they're like they're like I don't know, they're more like they're not like they're like I guess they're like mini rockets, and they're not bullets. Yeah, I think they are. I don't think they're bullets though, because they do they do like this weird curvy thing, like they definitely curve. What? I think they're little rockets. I don't know. This man. is somehow going to lead us into a JFK rabbit hole. As much as I would love that, uh, we'll avoid that because you <laughs> bring it up. So we, we can sidestep that. Um, yeah, I don't know. But that is a cool scene when he does that. It's also cool when he punches through the wall and just yanks the guy through. <laughs> yeah. 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 But, uh, Iron Man's amazing. This suit is just like blows my mind every time like something new happens. Right. Except the nanotech, that was like weird and still unexplained. But we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll get to that in like sixteen <laughs> weeks, or something. Whatever, however long. You mean if we're still doing the show in sixteen weeks? Yeah, if we don't get a cease and desist from Marvel for using that music. <laughs> uh, if Marvel doesn't kick down our doors. <laughs> yeah, but um, that whole scene where he just goes and just like destroys everything and is a total badass like i just love the cinematography of that too and it's just like it's solely based on just showing him just blowing shit up and just like being cool as hell and that's all it's based on and like whatever john favreau did with that i mean it was amazing like well done yeah Um, i think i think one of the cool things that that scene shows is that like i don't know a, a dude in an iron suit doesn't really strike you as like like a real a real badass, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. But seeing him just cause this destruction like really really easily, um, I think shows that like oh yeah, this is like a serious guy to be to be uh, to like to deal with. Um, and I think it's interesting that the fact like the only opponent who actually like puts up a fight against him is his own technology, and I think that says a lot. Um, with with Obadiah and he like he, he like Obadiah like literally needs Iron Man Tony Stark's technology in order to just have a fighting shot and he still loses. Yeah. Also, then, Obadiah like just really kind of mailed it in on making his own suit. Like <laughs> he just like dude, like you definitely could have done better with that. <laughs> um. Yeah. He Obadiah sucks. He might just, be the – is he the second biggest snake in the entire MCU? Who, who do you think's the first? Uh, come on. It's obviously Loki. I love him, but he's a huge snake. <laughs> yeah, well, you like Loki. Like, everyone likes Loki. No one likes Obadiah. Oh, yeah, no. Like It's just yeah. like that moment when he when he comes out of the car uh, to meet with the, the militia or whatever they are, and it's just like, oh, you bitch. Yeah. <laughs> That's what really, I think every single time. Yeah, it's just like, oh, you bit. Yeah, literally, you're <laughs> like, oh, you, you suck, you suck. That's literally just it. I thought, I thought his name was Jebediah for the first two thirds of the movie. <laughs> He's Amish, and and, <laughs> and all I could think of was just Jeb, Jeb. 
And I wrote that in my notes, and then I realized that his name was Obadiah, and I couldn't use it, so I had to find a way to bring it up. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a small, he's got a small self-sustaining farm in like, it's like Orange County or something. He's just no, like just he's just. That, that's where he spends his weekends. He goes off the grid, <laughs> building sheds, just a million sheds everywhere. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> okay. Wow, that was something. <laughs> now I really wish they had gone with Jebediah. That would be awesome. <laughs> that would have been so cool. Um, one thing that I want to say when I first watched this movie, um, that like short-term paralysis thing that he has, first of all, they made the volume on it way too loud. They did not have to do that. And second of all, I just remember when I first watched it, like how it like makes the veins pop out and stuff like really freaked 11 year old me out. And I was like, damn 11 year old me, like you were kind of a wimp. Like, okay. So it's my time to shine. This is what I was going to bring up. So Jake, you guys both, you guys both watch a show. Um, did you guys get serious purple wedding vibes from that? Oh, I got serious purple wedding vibes. <laughs> from that. True. It's a good point. What? I said that's a good point. Oh, I thought you said <laughs> on on yeah. my note on my note sheet I wrote this ear stun tech is fucked up. I don't know what to make of that, but that's what I wrote. <laughs> I, it's just I'm, like it seems like super overpowered. Yeah, there's not much you can do. Right, that's, about that's that. what I'm like, it's so loud. Like, why? It didn't have to be that loud. <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, but no, he definitely looks really, really creepy with the with the veins popping out. And I mean, at least he's not like spitting up blood and everything. But mm-hmm, fair. That's always yeah. that's always a movie killer. And also, like- also, um, Joffrey's a bitch. <laughs> Never just drop that in there that podcast coming in the spring too <laughs> we'll be back folks <laughs> just when you think it's over we'll be back more more nonsense yeah True, more us just talking out of our asses and True. more sexual india innuendo innuendos for dalder oh yeah great yeah i'm looking forward to it <laughs> never forget the five new incident <laughs> Oh god, we don't need to get into that though. Uh, do we want to talk about the post-credit scene? Yes. Can I talk about one more thing about the ears done first though? No. Yes. I'm oh, okay. Um, the 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 moment where like he goes downstairs and like there's like a cart that he could use to wheel himself over to the desk <laughs> and just he just like shoves it out. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, I get that you're literally dying here, but like, there's a cart that has wheels that will make you go faster. And he just shoves it out. And I'm like, okay, all right, dummy. I actually wrote dummy on my notes. Dummy. Idiot. <laughs> also, like, yeah, like uh, another thing that I hate about this movie is when he, in the camp, he just, like, uses his flamethrower on all the explosives. Like, that's a great idea. <laughs> I know he wants it to blow up, but also, like, suit of armor, you're man. still there. Those are big explosives, though. We saw what they could do. True. Fair point. It's for the it's for the dramatic effect. Don't That's question it. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, that that shot of him flying up out of the explosion and then his suit falling apart is wonderful. All right, moving on to wrap it up. The post credit scene uh, where Tony walks back into his house and Nick Fury's there, 
and I wrote the quote down because when he says he goes, he repeats Tony's quote back to him. He says, I am Iron Man. He goes, you're part of a much larger universe. Like you're not the only superhero. You're part of a much larger universe, Mr. Stark. And it's just like, yeah, he is. And we're about to set it up and it's about to be created. And I love it. Thoughts. Agreed. Anybody? Yeah. yeah. Nick Fury just like raises, I, I find he just like raises the stakes of every scene that he's in. And like, this is Samuel L. Jackson's presence here that like every scene he's in, you just like, you like, you know something's gonna go down, and it's just yeah, it's, great. It's just like so, like everything he says is so badass, and it just like it gives you goosebumps no matter what he says. No, you're right. That's his like cadence. Like he just makes it seem like so much more intense. But all right, um, any final notes from you guys? Um, I'm searching through mine currently. Okay, stall. Prepared. I stall. I um, mean, I'm not cutting this. I'm keeping this. Talk, talk about the fondue. Talk about the fondue. <laughs> no, we are not bringing the fondue. <laughs> That's right not now. happening. I don't uh, think Dollar can handle it. Um. Uh. Uh. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I have a couple things. I have. I have. I have things. Um. Agent Agent Coulson is always wonderful. Always wonderful to see. Um. I always kind of feel bad for him. I always feel like people are just always like just. <laughs> guarding him and he's just like taking it all the time like he just always just like all right yeah whatever like okay this is fine yeah yeah, yeah he's I, got like I this, this super important i know this isn't this movie but like when tony says his first name is agent it's just like <laughs> it's so degrading like come on like 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 agent colson has just like the most important news in the entire universe and everyone is just shoving him aside and not like giving him attention and it's like, like the one he's like has a meeting with Tony Stark, and then Pepper's like, "Yeah, we gotta go. Someone's about to try to kill me." And it's just like, it's just Coulson just like is looking around like, "This is the Avengers initiative that we're trying to start here." All right, this is not like, ah, it's just wonderful. And we're trying to I, get you a team, <laughs> right? And I also, um, this is gonna be a this is gonna be a hot take. Um, oh boy, I I am fully on board with. Uh, a shipping of Agent Coulson and Pepper. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, they had I'm, they had a spark. I'm in that so last done scene. with your take. They, they had so a spark in that last scene. You you uh, are infuriating me today. Uh, no. <laughs> the, their relationship name could be Colper. Colper. Right, I'm not giving this any more legs. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Terrible. Awful. God, all right. I'm done with you, Dollar. Much like I was done with Sean last week, it's Dollar's turn. Ah, oh, terrible take. Two terrible takes. Okay. That's how we're going like to place these things off. Yeah, that's true. Uh, with Sean laughing uncontrollably and me just being <laughs> angry. Anyway, all right. Woo. This has been episode two of the Marvel cast. Uh, next week, Thor. Oh. Uh. <laughs> Unfortunately, we do have to soldier on through the bad ones, though. So this has been my. I'm just cast. glad we didn't watch Hulk. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. For the folks who out there who are surely clamoring for Hulk, we are not doing Hulk. Terrible movie. Awful. All really two. Bad. All, all three folks clamoring for Hulk. That, <laughs> all, yeah, all three that listen to the podcast. No, the three, <clears throat> the three people is, are just the three people in the world who really like Hulk. They don't even listen to this podcast. They just really like. <laughs> 
They just keep their ear to the ground for Hulk news. All right. I'm done with both of you. Marvel cast. This has been number episode number two, Iron Man. Uh, I think this one was good. We did good. Uh, next week is Thor. We'll be back for that. Um, rate review only if it's positive though. We don't want your negative comments, but all right, gentlemen, always a pleasure. Yeah. Now I get to go try and fall asleep for three hours and end up getting two hours of sleep. So, have fun. Should be, Should be a good night. Dalter, closing thought. Um, I'm going to go watch Ken Burns' baseball documentary because uh, uh, baseball. It's, we have to bring we have to bring the baseball yeah. up in every podcast. We got the reference in. We got the reference in. All right, <laughs> that's it. See you guys next week. Thank you for listening.